0: Hey there, everyone. This is Pastor Ryan from Mountain View. I just wanted to take a quick second and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We, we hope that this message just fills your soul. It fills your heart. Uh, we pray that this message impacts your life in some way, shape, or form, and the gospel just changes you. So thank you so much for tuning in for another Mountain View podcast. We hope you enjoy. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, well, fine. All right. Father God, thank you so much for your goodness. We come to you this morning to ask that you would have your way in us and through us, that you would be honored and glorified, that you would be uh, lifted up in all that we say and do. God, that we would draw close. To you, speak to our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, "Amen." So, uh, mercy in the mess is what we've been going through. So, uh, is the name of the sermon series. And if you look at uh, the piece of scripture that we're going to be reading from, is our primary piece of scripture, is Isaiah nine. 6 and 7. You look at the situation that they're in. Uh, Israel is far from God. And, uh, and God was trying to get their attention over and over and over again. And uh, so God started using other means to try and get their attention to draw them close to him again. And so the Assyrians came in and uh, devastated Israel, right? So they're divided, they're lost. Uh, Beginning of Isaiah chapter 9 talks about that they're in darkness. And so, and that's kind of where we pick up, is this, in the middle of all this mess, in the middle of all this heartache, in the middle of all this distance, God uses Isaiah to speak hope. And Isaiah speaks hope, not for the, the near future, but for the far future. And so, uh, uh, so we have this verse, Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. It says this, For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, The government will be on his shoulders, he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So when we look at this, we see this idea, looking back, of Jesus as the Messiah, that He is all these things, that for unto us a child is born. So, so unto all humanity this child is called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So so unto all humanity a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so, so we look at names and we look at, at the idea of a name that that this is my name, Sean Earl Wilkerson, that's my name. But when we look at scripture and we see this idea he will be called, it's is not only his name, right? Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. Uh, but but that, that that's his character. That's who he is. That's who he will be. That's who he always has been, and so when we look at these words, uh, "wonderful," it's this idea, this mentality of awe-struck wonder. You ever, you ever see the sunset and you see the reds in the sky and you just go, "Oh, that's so beautiful." That same wonder is of God, that, he's, that even, even at the sunset, even at the, the crashing of the waves on the beach, even at the tallest mountains and the, the, the most beautiful uh, valleys, even at their greatest beauty, they don't even compare to the wonder of God. So when we see this wonderful, and then this next part is counselor, this is this idea of counselor's advocate of great wisdom. So, so when we go to God, he is not only, when we go to Jesus, he's not only just wise, but he's the dispenser of wisdom. And we see this in the book of James, that any of you lack wisdom should ask, ask and God will give it abundantly. And then you should operate as if he's given it to you this same counselor is the same one that we can approach is the same one that we can ask is this counselor is this one that makes plans then the next part is mighty God mighty God is this one that not only makes plans but has the power to accomplish those plans And so scripture is saying that Jesus is all these things mighty God I mean we see this as we just went through the book of of Matthew or the beginning of Matthew and we see we see just at his at his word where he calmed the storm he raises the dead just at his word he heals the centurion's servant just Jesus at just Jesus's word he didn't lift a hand just at his word. And we, yet yeah, we see that same Jesus that's tender and gracious and merciful that it's not only just his words that heal, but it's his touch that heals. Almighty God. We see this same picture when we see Genesis. It says in the beginning was God. And then after that, there was nothing before him. And just at his word, out of nothing he creates the entirety of the universe, just at a word. And even goes even deeper and creates the entirety of you and I. All the cells that that are put together and held together. All the, all the, the, the different synapses in our brains. All the stars just at a word, and He created all things. So this mighty God. Now today is is everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Now when I I was processing this, when I was reading this, this is mind-blowing to me. And I wonder if it's the same to you. So when I, growing up, I, I didn't have a dad, right? I met my dad when I came here uh, and started pastoring here at Mount View. He grew up in, in Sultan, graduated Sultan High School, and I met him for the first time here. And so there's always been, there's almost all my life, there's been this distance or this gap of father. So when we look at this piece of scripture, we see this idea of everlasting Father. It is kind of difficult for me to grab my, wrap my brain around to get this idea of what that means. And then I go deeper and I get all theological and I go everlasting Father. Jesus isn't Father. See in Matthew, again going back to Matthew, we learn that we pray to God the Father through the Son, God the Son, by God the Holy Spirit. You see, throughout Scripture we see this idea that God is three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And those three persons are one. You see, the only reason that this gap between us and God the Father is Cross is because of Jesus. He knew that there was a separation, this distance, this gap uh, between us and God. And so, God the Son did what no man could ever do, no woman could ever do, no person could ever do. Lived a sinless life, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, rose from the grave to restore this relationship with God. And so the, by, by the means by which we approach God the Father is through Jesus the Son. And it's the only means in which we can approach God the Father. It's the only means in which we can approach or have relationship with God the Father is through Jesus the Son. God the Son. Led by God the Holy Spirit. So when we have this picture or this idea that it says everlasting Father it's not calling Jesus Father God. It's it's this idea or this picture throughout Scripture that we see of a father. So, So I when we look at fathers, oftentimes uh, when we're watching a TV show or something, the father's the idiot, right? He's the dummy. And, and it's kind of interesting to me how they've kind of, how our culture has kind of uh, dumbed down this picture. But in Scripture, we see this father as, as, as different. So let me walk you through some things that throughout scripture we see that a father is. So whether you're like me and were, was distance, distant from your father or continue to be distant from your father, this father is different. So my, just like me, my father is flawed. Just like me, my father is broken, my earthly father. But God the father, he's perfect in every way. He's good in every way. He's different in every way. And so when we look at this idea, and we look at this idea of father, we look at it from this perspective, that a father is, is one that brings life. Right? So throughout Scripture we see this idea that a father brings life to the family that a father is uh, loves and the father comforts that a father lifts up that a a father encourages and the father teaches did you know that that whatever your father was that's what you were and so a father would teach their their child their trade and they would learn from them engage them and see how their dad does all kinds of stuff and so when we look at this idea of father, we look at him as, as one that brings life, one that teaches, one that encourages, one that lifts up, one that comforts, one that loves, one that provides, one that protects. And ultimately we see the one that is the way maker, that makes a way. For things to happen. That's what we see. That's the picture of Father in Scripture. So when we see this picture of everlasting Father, we see Jesus as our way maker, we see Jesus as one who provides. We see Jesus as one who protects. We see Jesus as one who loves. We see Jesus as one who comforts. We see Jesus as one who encourages. We see Jesus as one who lifts up. We see Jesus as our healer, our source of hope. We see Jesus as the one that brings life. And when we see this term, everlasting Father, we see the originator, the source of all life. We see See the originator, the source of eternity. He was and is and is to come. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the Omega. What that means is that he has always been. He will always be. We see one who never leaves us or forsakes us. We see the Father in Jesus. We see this everlasting. Father, if you could turn to Colossians 1, chapter 1, verse 16 with me, I would greatly appreciate it. Colossians 1, uh, 15. This is talking about Jesus. So, So I want you to grab this picture, this everlasting Father right here. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, And in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through Him to reconcile Himself to all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His bloodshed on the cross. So when we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate Everlasting Father, what it's saying, what is saying is, is that the, he is fully God, fully man. He is eternal. Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's consistent. And not only consistent, but he's consistently good. He's not only consistently good, but He's ever good. He's ever present. What that means is that He's fully present everywhere. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God. Everlasting Father. Revelation one eight says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So when we see this idea of Father, we see this picture of Father like this. Father is the source, the originator, right? So here, let me give you a picture of that. So John 8, 42, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 8, verse 42. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I've come from God and now I'm here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So, I'm going to stop right there, but, and then continue on. So you get this picture throughout Scripture that we see this idea that, that when that term is used towards one, it's this term that they're the originator or the source, right? So we see the devil, and it says... Scripture says that he's the father of what? Lies. Bible calls him the great deceivers, that he's, he's deceptive, that he's the source of all lies, that he's not just uh, just, uh, a liar, but he's the father of lies. Verse 45, yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me, Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you don't hear is that you do not belong to God. So this idea or this picture of everlasting father is that Jesus is not just everlasting father but he's the father of eternity. And so what that means, that he's not only the judge, but he's also the giver of eternity. So that's why we can read that verse that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus can do that. Jesus can say that because of his virgin birth, his sinless life, his death on the cross and raising from the grave, but also because he is the father of eternity. He's the source of all eternity. He is the ruler of all eternity. He is the king of, of kings, the Lord of lords. And so not only is he saying what his authority is, but he demonstrates that. And so when we look at this piece of Scripture that says that he's the everlasting Father, we have to ask this question of who I belong to. Scripture makes it very clear. Is God your Father or is the devil? Are you believing lies or are you walking in the truth? You see, we see this picture over and over and over again. So that's the question we must ask. Who who do we belong to What, what source are we going to for life? I, uh, I think it's awesome to give out gifts. I, it's so amazing and so fun. And I love Christmas. And we, we have all kinds of different traditions with Christmas as a family. We have ornaments and things that we walk through Scripture of different things that God is. From the Old Testament to the New Testament. And how, how God has... Always had this plan of Jesus throughout all of scripture, and it 's like the scarlet thread all throughout, and so we do it every night and then and then on uh, Christmas day uh we uh I love i don 't know why I love this because I guess i 'm honoring, but we'll open up stockings do you have stockings does any if you have stockings, raise your hand right not that you're wearing stockings but Christmas stockings, right? Uh, and so here's the deal. Uh, you always have to put in the foot of the stocking, what do you put? An orange. A piece of large fruit, right? Because then you don't have to fill it up so much. But it's always, our stockings are always overflowing and it's always random stuff and it's fun. And we get we get them out and we open them up, right? And then Debbie and I, we we have coffee, and we have breakfast, and all these things, and the, at the meantime, the kids are just watching, looking at these presents that are only unveiled on Christmas Day, right? Because we're procrastinating to wrap them. I hate wrapping presents. I'm awful at it. I, Our first year of mar- marriage, my wife was in the bedroom while I wrapped for hours. Because every time I'd fold it over, it would rip a corner. And so I think that I would be better off just using all duct tape, right? So, because uh, it's, yeah, okay, focus. So, and then the kids come up and then they, they we, we do this thing where we just go through one at a time, right? Not all, not a free-for-all. So, because we like to see uh, the reaction of it, right? And so, uh, so we just do this one at a time, and everybody ra- uh, opens, and then, and then you know, Rainbow opens because she's the first because she's five now, and then Emmett's waiting. Come on, hurry, 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 hurry! And then it's his turn, and then Lily and Noah they're waiting, and then it goes back around, right? And then, uh, then after Noah, it's me, and then Debbie because we go from the youngest to the oldest. Uh, <laughs> I, sorry. I just had to do that uh, uh, she's like a week older okay focus uh, and then we just go through this process and what's what the, one of the things that I like the most about it is my kids will open the present and they'll look at it and they'll look at me and they'll look at their mom and they'll say thank you mom uh, and then they'll open the next present, right? But, but, but that's, that's amazing. But they'll usually, they'll get up from their seat or wherever, the floor or wherever they're at. And, and this is something that we teach them. They'll get up and they'll go to mom or dad and they'll say thank you and give us a hug and a kiss, right? And it's amazing. And it's so fun, and I like it that way. So that's, that's kind of how we want to do it. And honestly, that's how we want to encourage our kids to, to relate to others, right? So when grandma and grandpa gives them a gift, they do the same thing. They tell them thank you, give them a hug. Uh, so depending on who they are. But this, this idea is that sometimes... We get so caught up in the gift that we lose sight of the source. And so when we look at this piece of Scripture, it's describing the source of life. Everlasting Father. And and so the source of life, He is always good he is ever present good and we have hope we have peace we have joy we have healing we have salvation right because there's no, but there's no other name by which you and I can be saved Jesus said it I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one. He's the only one. And so when we celebrate this and when we see Everlasting Father, the, the, the second question I would ask you are you, are you uh, celebrating the gifts? are you celebrating the giver? So the first question was, who's your father? And I always wanna say, who's your daddy? Who's who's, who's the one that you say my heart belongs to? Then the next question is, well if my heart belongs to Jesus, everlasting father, the Father, the supplier, the giver, the originator of eternity? Am I giving Him all of me? Am I looking to Him for my hope? Am I pursuing Him for my peace? Am I pursuing Him in my brokenness. In my abandonment. In my heartache. Or I, am I pursuing what he can give? You see, my kids get gifts. Do you know why they get gifts? Because I'm their father. And I love them. And I want the best for them. And I want to celebrate them because I enjoy them smiling and playing the obnoxious sounding guns and toys and drums and all these things. Because on their father. Those gifts come. But because I'm their father, they look to me and they looked at my wife because they know that the gifts came from us. So this morning, those are the two questions that hang from our tree, so to speak, that I want you to consider. Back to that first one if you were really honest to God and honest to yourself who would you say your father is is it Jesus and if it's not Jesus what that means is that your father is the father of lies he comes to deceive you the Bible says he steals kills and destroys that's his mission that's his plan who's your father and the second if Jesus is your father everlasting father are you looking to him as your source or are you looking to Him as the supply and focusing in on the supply. What He gives. The gift or the giver. Would you just take a moment to stand with me, please? Take a moment to just bow your head, please. Now back to that original question. If you were honest to God, if you were honest to God and honest to yourself, who would you say is your father? If you're here this morning, you say, you know what? Jesus is not my father. But I want him to be. If that's you, good news is, it's a simple decision. Jesus, I trust my life in your hands. Be my Father. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you. I want Jesus to be my all-in-all and to forgive me, to be my salvation, to save me, to make me new. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, man, I'm just... just pursuing the stuff I'm pursuing the gift this morning I want to make a decision to pursue the giver I've gotten off track and I want to get back on track if that's you would you just raise your hand I want to pray with you Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to another Mountain View podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. We hope this message touched your heart. We hope this message touched your soul. If you ever need anything, you can always reach out to www.mymountainview.church. Send us a message. Tell us how we can pray for you, how we can minister to you, or just let us know that you're listening and that this message reached you. Have a good day.